0: Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 25 of Fixer Up. If this is your first time checking Fixer Up out, I'm glad you found me. I hope it was from a direct search or maybe through word of mouth. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. If I'm something that you've stumbled across, I think you have got could have gotten much worse. So welcome. If you've listened to other episodes and are perhaps stumbling around right now because the Super Bowl is going to be on in a couple hours please be careful. But I'm glad you're back. Okay. So I was talking to my friend Frank the other day, and he's totally up to date with the podcast, which I totally appreciate. But while talking to him, he gave me some very straight up advice about the Alec stories. His advice went something like this, finish the story and stop talking about Alec. (laughs) What else is there to learn about him? What else is there to say about him? Okay. I'll admit, when Frank said that, I was a little bit standoffish for a second, because I was like, well, you know, I wanted to tell the story about the party, and I wanted to talk about how it had a ripple effect through other things in my life, and what I ended up learning from him. And so, you know, I thought I would do like a couple episodes more about him, and then I thought a little bit more about what Frank actually said, and I realized that he was probably right. So... (laughs) I'm just going to do one episode this this one will be my final one on Alec and I'll just kind of wrap up everything and then talk about some ripple effects and uh, you know both internally and externally of course so I hope you guys are down for the ending of Alec okay here we go so first I think I'm going to give you some of the sort of details of my 50th birthday party Um, for starters let me say I had a great party I ended up having a party at um, Mission Control on Morse, um, which is in Rogers Park. And I wanted something like super low-key, plus there's pinball and old-school arcade games, and it's very neighborhoody vibes. So they even have a pop-up kitchen that specializes in pierogies. It's called Bare Naked Pole. Isn't that like the cutest name? It's <laughs> super cute. I mean, how much more perfect for me could it get? But I didn't have any of the pierogies though because I was, you know, being a little hostess. But um, everyone told me they were really, really good. And Jose's husband could not stop raving about them. So anyways, it was a really great party. I had friends come in from all over the place, some from very, very far away. I was so touched, and I think everyone had a good time. And that's how I'm going to remember it. You know, I'm going to remember it that everybody had a good time, like that I had a good time, and that people were there for me, kind of like Sally Field at the Oscars. Like, you like me, you really, really like me. Is that what she said i need to look that up i suppose i could probably go 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 look that up (laughs) anyways there was this kind of dark spot in the party though and that's kind of where you know things went south so one of my friends got to the party fairly early and it was apparent to me at least that she had been drinking for a bit before she came in to celebrate with me you know which is fine you know even though some days she drinks like it's her job she was overserved that night for sure. Then don't get me wrong, I was happy to see her. You know, we've gone out a bunch of times over the the couple decades that I've known her and we've always had a really good time. However, as that night went on, I found myself switching into a little bit of the caretaker mode, which isn't exactly how I wanted to spend my birthday party, you know? But don't fret, don't worry. You know, I still managed to have a really good time. Towards the end of the night, it was just me, obviously. Uh, my brother-in-law, Ian, my friend, and Alec. And we're all hanging out, drinking, playing pinball, eating buntinis from um, Nothing But Cakes, like, which I, I love. I love that shop. And that was a gift from some friends. So it was great. Um, I was having a ton of fun. Like, I love, love, love playing pinball. And we had a pinball machine growing up that I played all the time. Like, I think it was called Green Mustang or Wild Mustang or something like that. The cowgirl had green lipstick on. I loved it. I, I I love it. I love pinball. So Alec and I were playing the Mandalorian and I was kicking his ass, which is good. You know, and Mandalorian's not a bad game either. And I, I think I just saw today that season three comes out in like two weeks or three weeks or something. So I'm I'm totally down for that. Anyways, so we're hanging out, having a good time. And out of nowhere, my girlfriend starts in on Alec about his behavior. Like he kind of disappears a little bit and he rants a little bit, you know. So I'll admit like right away, I'll I'll admit, I told her some things in confidence, like as girlfriends do, which I soon was to learn was a mistake. So in my defense, I mean, I guess there's not really any defense for that. But you know, I'd known her for like 20, 20 plus years. And so this was, you know, I I trusted her with stuff. But it turns out that that probably wasn't a good idea. So that was uh, pretty wrong. I'm not sure what started it. I think she simply just looked at him and said something like, you need to shut the fuck up. he was telling some story of what he did or who he knew and like I actually I think it was something because he was talking to my brother-in-law and they kind of are in the same field and so they were talking about people they knew and stuff like that and so she just looked at him and told him to shut the fuck up. Kind of what I wanted to say several times before but never had the balls to do but I don't think she like was ready for the vitriol that would come out of his mouth after that. I don't think any of us were really ready for it. I remember thinking damn I was just playing Pinball a second ago, and we're having a great team, and now we're doing this. Okay. All right. I guess this is what we're doing. I tried to play referee for a little bit, but it's kind of, it was kind of hard. Like, once Alec got all wound up, like, especially if he was drinking or something, then there was just no stopping him. I I don't know. And half of the vitriol was totally aimed at me, you know, not just at her. Like, it's kind of like he was a wounded animal and he was like trying to lash out or something. You know, it it was kind of sad. Like, actually, when you think about it, that's kind of sad. But in the vitriol was this little nugget of information that he wasn't at all cool with the roster. And I'm not sure why. Like, that kind of shocked me. Because supposedly his body count is way higher than mine. And I actually believe that. Like, I do. I actually believe that about him. So, I don't know. Anyways, but because I had the roster, you know, I was a slut and I was pathetic. And I wasn't capable of having a lasting relationship, which is kind of crazy because obviously I was just coming off of a very long-term relationship of like almost a decade but anyways huh I don't know okay so I'm actually kind of just thinking about this now as you know I do sometimes you know isn't there this a theory that like you what you don't like about somebody is what you don't like about yourself like didn't Carl Jung say something like everything that irritates us about others can lead us to understandings about ourselves? Like, isn't that something that was said? I'm confident that was part of what was going on too. You know, not just lashing out. You know, I don't know. Anyways, at this point, I'm, I'm not all too sure at all what else was said. You know, she talked about his issues. He talked about her issues. My brother-in-law just stared at each other in disbelief. We're like, oh my God. And then he left pretty soon thereafter. And the rest of us like hung out some more. So we were outside at one point trying to figure out what to do next. And I, I totally ran into my good friend, Rob, which was cool. I ran into him this year on my birthday too. I was sitting at Rogers Park Social and he came in with his wife, Hannah. So we had drinks and it was really fun. So maybe, hopefully I'll see them before my next birthday. But, um, yeah, that maybe they're like my birthday people now. I am that'd be kind of cool. Hey, if you need a caterer for an event, Rob's got a great company called Babido's Bites. And, um, I've tasted this cooking before, so you will not be disappointed. So check him out. Anyways, where was I? Okay, my brother-in-law and I were trying to figure out what to do with my friend because she couldn't get home by herself. She couldn't go back to my brother-in-law's house, even though I think they were kind of digging each other. But, you know, my niece was there, so <laughs> they couldn't come home to my house because he couldn't leave my niece all night. So we didn't know what to do. Like we ended up taking her home with me, you know, and she kept saying, like she kept saying and trying to convince me that I had a really bad time and I was definitely going to get back together with him after he apologized to me and all that, which I remember laughing. cause I was like, there's no way he's going to apologize to me for this. So, and I kept trying to tell her that there's no way we're going to get back together. Like, you know, like the vitriol was, was pretty horrific. And my brother-in-law was even like, I don't want you to go back together with him because he was so mean. And my brother-in-law never makes comments like that. I don't remember everything he said, but I do remember that I wasn't very upset about it. You know, like I knew that I didn't think those things about myself. So I was like, whatever, (laughs) you know. Like it just didn't even, or maybe I was just kind of used to his ranting or something. I'm not even sure. But um, so the rest of the night, and of course, we stopped for an extra drink because, you know, it's like Chicago, even though I've rarely finished that last drink, but you got to stop, right? Anyway, so she kept saying that she was sure that I was going to get back together with him and that I was going to let his rant and storming out ruin my birthday party, which was really odd. Like it was odd to hear that from her because I was like, I'm not even like super upset, you know? but I was just like, okay, like, don't worry about it. I had a great time. You know, I'm not going to let this ruin it. I had friends come from all over and I just, I had a great time. And I just remember my brother-in-law looking at me going, you're not going to be able to convince her. So just, (laughs) just go with it. Like, and then we just were starting, we were just laughing. So anyways, she ended up having a sleepover at my house. And the next morning when we finally woke up, She crawled into my bed, which girls do at all sleepovers, you know, and then I got a call from Alec and I had tried calling him a few times the night before, like before we went to sleep to make sure he was okay, but he was still incredibly pissed at me. Although I didn't admit it at the time. You know, he had a right to be, he was still probably awake from the night before, you know, like that was part of his pattern. Like I talked about before, staying up all night, like sleeping on hours, whatever. Anyways, he was laying into me again. And I like, I just finally told him, I was like, we're done, like, this is it, I'm done. Like You need to stop. I'm like, we're not good together. Like, we're not good. The sex isn't super great, you know, despite all the times that you've told people that I fuck right, which by the way, don't tell your friends that when you're on the phone with the person, like, and they're in earshot. like, whatever, just stop. That's just stupid. And it wasn't even right. Anyways, okay. I also like, I, I kind of laid into him back this time, I kind of just let it all go, which I'm kind of, that's kind of what I do. I have to try to work on that like the whole building up things. I do remember telling him that every time he chose to have a drink or to party or to do whatever, instead of facing his own shit, that he was actually not only hurting himself, he was hurting himself and he was hurting his family and hurting his child because his love of escape is what was starting to fuck things up for him in the first place. So and he got more pissed to me than he hung up, you know, and I kind of was hoping that that was it. But you know, it wasn't. (laughs) right? So over the next couple weeks, I only talked to him like one or two times. Like when recounting the story to my friend Kevin, he made me realize that I owed Alec an apology because I put him into the situation where he was like verbally accosted by my friend. So even though I thought apologizing to him was ludicrous because of all the shit that came out of his mouth, you know, and over the course of our relationship too. But I could recognize that you know, other things happened that could have been better. And had they been okay, he wouldn't have had to deal with all that bullshit, you know, so, so I did apologize to him. Um, But you know, don't think to even ask if he apologized to me, because you know, that answer is no, we did get back together, but actually stopped sleeping with each other. You know, like, and he he stopped, um, I think he stopped drinking, he put himself into the program, you know, which made him slightly less irritated with me. But I mean, not really, we still kept triggering each other. Like we eventually just petered out and he disappeared. And that was probably around the beginning of like last year. You know, I still talk to him occasionally. And we've even grabbed lunch a couple times. Um, And like one time I needed his help, he was able to do it. So he helped one time he needed my help. It was, you know, the same thing. So he's not a bad guy. Just really, really, really not for me, you know? Um, So like I said earlier, I had subsequent conversations with Sue about why I liked him, like why I stayed with him, even though I knew it was bad. And I realized some kind of big stuff. My first epiphany, if you will, had to do with one of the reasons I was attracted to him in the first place. As I mentioned in the first episode about him, one thing I liked was that he was working so hard to stay involved in his kid's life. I have a soft spot for like, save your parents, I mean, I think it's because growing up, I felt that no one really tried to save me or my siblings, you know, and this is where I realized something by talking to Sue about it. I didn't need to find somebody to save little Kylie because I've already saved her. Like the second I left my childhood home for college is the day I started saving her. So I, th- I think I've become and still am becoming the person that I wanted to save me when I was little, right? Like I've also realized that I'm not the little girl anymore who needs saving. Like that little girl morphed into me. Does that make sense? I don't know. Okay. My second epiphany after the big fight, I asked Sue to give me some info to help me figure out what about Alec was triggering me so much. And so she gave me this thing called a trigger log, which I was going to try working through to figure it all out. So here's kind of what the trigger log looked like. It's like a grid. You know, there was one column with the header listings, images, sounds, smells, people, physical sensations, places, activities, dreams that trigger intense, emotional, negative coping responses. And then four other columns under header responses, like emotions, location of sensations, urges, thoughts. It was hard for me to fill out though, because at that point it wasn't events that triggered me when it came to him. It was simply being around him that triggered me so much. After a big fight, we took a couple weeks off. We should have simply left it there. <laughs> But we ended up hanging out for another couple months. Um, We even spent some of the holidays together. But by that time, we weren't really a couple. We were just spending time. Like I used to say to him, like, you need to stop ranting and yelling at me. You need to figure out what about me sets you off so much because it's not healthy for you. You know, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out why you trigger me so we can be healthier. You know, and he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And then he would ask sometimes, like, hey, do you want to fuck or do you want to sleep over? And I was like, no, we are much better as friends than we are as lovers. Like, we, we don't have to do that again. And then he would agree. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know if he really, he if he looked too much at it or if he thought about it. But obviously, we know that I did. So now we actually talk, you know, Alec and I talk. I actually talked to him yesterday. Um, I'm not sure how much we'll talk after he listens to all of these. He did listened to I think the first couple and he said that you know he was able to ascertain that he was talking about him and um so he thought that was cool (laughs) so that's good you know it'll be interesting to see what he thinks about all of them though you know and he wanted to be on one of these episodes about him and I thought that originally I thought that that would be a a decent idea and maybe it would be you know maybe I'll do it a little bit and like like not as close to when I drop them or I don't know if I do have mine you guys will have to tell me what you think Anyways, so as I alluded to earlier, my relationship with Alec wasn't the only one that was altered a bit after that night. The other one was with my girlfriend. I called her early that week to see how she was feeling and doing and all of that. I was kind of, well, not kind of, like I was looking for some sort of acknowledgement or an apology or something. You know, I, I'm going to say it, I was totally looking for it. I told her, or I think I told her that um, she started the fight with him and I couldn't believe all the the shit she said to him and that she didn't have to do that, you know, and especially since some of the stuff was my opinion on things. And then what I expect, and I, I, I know I said to her, you know, when I tell you things, I expect it to be in confidence you know, and like girlfriends. And I was pissed. I know she didn't remember exactly what she said to him. But she did say to me, she's like, when she's close to somebody, she gets really, really protective of them, you know, especially when she's loaded. And then I think she actually said to me, don't tell me secrets. When I get drunk, I spill them. And I was like, okay, all right, I guess I got to think about that. Like for one Okay, good for you for recognizing that about yourself. You know, I have a couple other people in my life that might be, that might benefit from that self-awareness, but I don't know, don't you think it's something she should have told people like years ago? (laughs) I mean, you know, that would have been super helpful to know ahead of time. I don't know, don't get me wrong, it does not excuse my behavior at all from my part in all of it, you know, and I apologize for that right away. I should have kept my mouth shut. I'm usually really good with secrets. Like I wasn't really telling a secret. It was just like things you knew if you knew him, but I still had no business. So that's, you know, that was wrong of me. Anyways, so what am I left with like regarding her? Even though she told me how she is, she never actually apologized for her behavior. So, and I was then, then I was pissed again. We all make mistakes, right? And we've been drunk and we've said shit that we should not have said. I mean, I've done it. Like if you think about it, you've probably done it, you know, but here's the thing, like as an evolving human and like a growing soul, when you fuck up and someone says to you, this is how your actions affected me, you own your shit and you apologize for it, right? You know, she never, she never apologized. And I think that's crap. Yeah. So I'm still friends with her, but now I'm just going to keep her kind of like at an arm's length and, uh, and that's it. You know, has this happened to you guys before? Like am I overreacting about it? I don't know. But despite all the bullshit, fallout and all that stuff afterwards, I still had a great time at my 15th birthday party. You know, no three-ring circus is going to change my mind about that. So it was still good. So check out Mission Control and eat some nothing but cake and have some great pierogies and all of those good things. So You know, anyways, thank you so much for listening to episode 25 of Fix Her Up and getting me through all of my Alex stories. Like he really did make me look at a bunch of my own shit, man. Like he really did. So I think it's good because I'm clearly still learning lessons about my life, about what kind of behavior I participate in, even the ones that are to my detriment. Hopefully with patience and love, we can all continue the deep dives into our own shit as we evolve. Remember, becoming is simply another form of being. If anybody would like a copy of the trigger log that I got from Sue, shoot me a message and I'll email it to you. I know I did not give a very good description of that and, and I'm very sorry. It's a grid. It's got things vertically, horizontally at the top. You know, it's a grid, but I will gladly send it out. If you like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and tell your friends. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are Kylie D. email is fixherup01 at gmail.com, voicemail is 773. Two three six one 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 two. And please check out my website. It's www.fixherup.net. Thanks again. Peach. See you in a couple weeks.